Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about modern e-commerce and how composable platforms offer brands the ability to deliver a more unified customer experience. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Filippo Conforti, founder and CEO of Commerce Layer. Filippo, welcome to the show. Um, thank you. Thank you, Greg, for having me. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this topic with you. Um, but before we get started, why don't you give a little background on yourself as well as what Commerce Layer does? Uh, sure. I am. Yeah, I'm Italian. Um, I founded Commerce Layer in 2017 after an experience of about five years in building and scaling the e-commerce platform of Gucci, the Gucci.com platform. And yeah, so after that experience, I learned a lot and I built this new platform commerce layer, which is in short a commerce engine for, for a composable stack. And I'm sure we'll discuss more about what composable means. Great, great. Well, yeah, so we are, we're here to talk about modern e-commerce and how composable platforms offer brands the ability to deliver that more unified customer experience. So first, to make sure those listening understand fully what we are talking about when we say composable, can you provide your definition of what composable means in a, in a broader context? Yes. So I'd say that uh, we have to define composable uh, versus the traditional approach, the monolithic approach. When you work with a monolithic platform, you typically uh, buy a, an only-one solution and uh, you uh, generally have to customize that solution to fit your needs, to fit your your needs. The composable approach, you you take a different uh, approach. You uh, instead of customizing a monolith, you compose your stack with uh, different components. Uh, you split your experience into different capabilities, and for each capability, you pick one tool, a different tool, typically you know that is uh, specialized on that specific capability. So you have you are building uh, a stack rather than uh, buying a monolithic platform. And the stack, again, is built by different components. That's why you we speak about composable commerce, composable platforms. That's great. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing that. So um, common challenge that brands have uh, from the e-commerce perspective is their e-commerce platforms and the capabilities of those platforms can be rather rigid. And so, you know, this provides less than stellar customer experience as brands have less control over what the customers see and it can be expensive to make changes to those uh, more rigid platforms. Can you talk about how a composable e-commerce approach can help here? 
Yeah, the the fact that um, again, in theory, you know, this uh, only one solutions provide all the functionality we you need as a brand. But the right. reality is that uh, very often these functionality are not the, the best in class functionality. So you need to customize and you need to find a way to adapt those platforms to your needs. So again, the with the composable approach, you rather pick best-in-class components and highly specialized components and each component each, each capability provided by a specialized component is uh let's say much better in general you know yeah. than yeah. the monolithic counterpart so again and also these components are designed to be uh composed to be integrated uh, with it with each other through APIs. So they are natively uh, designed to be composed. You know, they are like Lego bricks and you can yes. build the final, you know, the final uh, platform with uh, with that. It is not the hack, you know, it's really designed for that. Yeah, yeah. And so in addition to things like the user experience of, of those those e-commerce platforms that can be, you know, to use your words, the, the monolithic platforms, let's say. Another challenge for the brands themselves is if you're operating globally, if you're operating in different different countries, different countries have different trade rules, things like exchange rates, duties, taxes, other things. How can Composable help here? I see that this uh, requirement, which is um, uh, what makes uh, e-commerce complex for global brands, because it's true, you have to be one brand globally, but you have to localize your business use for the different countries or regions, because uh, each country or region has its own uh, uh, legal requirements uh, or even different cultural, let's say, uh, characteristics. So, for example... uh, you you may want to localize your catalog for different uh, markets. You may want to localize your payment gateways and so on. So composable by itself is not, let's say, the solution is not really addressing this uh, requirement. But the commerce component in a composable stack, by being a best-in-class component, should support this kind of localization requirements. So again. This is uh, the composable approach Let you pick a transactional engine that is uh, flexible enough to support, among other things, also the localization needs that you, uh, that you, that the global brand needs uh, to, to build and to manage their business uh, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've talked about a few things already, but, um, are, can you identify some other challenges that companies that are doing e-commerce currently face using those more rigid platforms that composable approaches can help solve? Yeah, when I was uh, in Gucci, I, um, one of the biggest challenges that we had was an organizational challenge related to the uh, platform, to the technology. But the problem with, uh, again, with the monolithic approach is that you have different let's say, departments of your organization, let's say the marketing department and uh, the IT department that have to work with the same uh, solution, with the same monolithic solution. And uh, from one side, the marketing department always push for creativity, for uh, you know changing the experience and the testing, iterating, and so on. On the other side, there is the, the IT department that has to deal with uh, the stability, the security of, of the platform. So the point is that that solution can be good for both their part, 
you know, because they are that these are very different and very valid requirements. And so the say the first step of composable is headless. Headless is a, a way of separating the front end from the back end of your e-commerce, and uh, you start decomposing your models in two parts. The front end is uh, what allows the marketing department to uh, again to create outstanding customer experiences without impacting the security and the stability of the platform of the engine. On the other side, the IT department can work on, on a very stable, a scalable. Uh, a transactional and commerce engine. So again, the challenge is technical, but is also very uh, organizational. And this uh, and this is one example. Another one is uh, still talking about the organizational challenges, the developer experience, which is becoming more and more important in our organization. Uh, very often, I speak to brands that have developers or agencies, uh, you know, that serve yeah. developers. After the pandemic, everyone can work for any from from anywhere and for any company. Developers like to work with cutting edge technologies, and they like to work with modern technologies. And so, if you don't let them work with a with the technology they like, yeah. you know, they become frustrated. Not just developers, also you know the business users that have to work with a legacy and slow and hard to manage uh, solutions. Yeah. So again, the technology is, uh, is playing an important role, and uh, this becomes uh, a very important uh, organizational issue if you don't provide your employees with uh, with the best tools in in the market. Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Basecamp. Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what we rely on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management, it streamlines workflow management, and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which all are major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. If you're struggling with projects, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all their features in a single plan. No upsells, no upgrades. Go to Basecamp.com agile, that's Basecamp.com A-G-I-L-E, and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel anytime. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to the show. We've approached this from a few different angles from the organizational level and just how Composable can help um, with that approach. Let's let's talk a little bit from the customer's experience because they, you know, they obviously don't know that the inner workings of, of what's delivering their their e-commerce experience, but they sure know when it's not optimal or when it feels clunky or just it feels like it's 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 missing something. So, you know, how how should brands think about this relationship between, you know, a composable approach to their e-commerce and the impact on what the customer sees and feels and really the, the customer experience? I, I believe the customer experience should be the main driver why a brand should want to look at the composable solution because they're as you said, the customer interacts with uh, with the experience that you provide. They don't know uh, what's the technology behind that. 
Yeah. At least they don't know, let's say they are not aware of that, but they feel a different type of customer experience. Right. For example, the performance of a website, the customer definitely appreciate a very fast website. And there are many, you know, research that demonstrate that an increase in uh, inside performance yeah. has a direct impact on the com- impact on the conversion rate. And so the, the site speed and the, and the performance of the website has a very direct impact on the on the experience itself. So again, you should uh, start actually from the customer experience. You should do that to enhance the customer experience. The, the reason why you want to pick the best tools is to provide the best experience to your customers. And so essentially you take your monolithic experience, your, your monolithic front-end, you split that experience into multiple uh, micro-experiences, for example, content commerce, images and videos, recommendations, search. These are all uh, micro-experiences. And uh, you, again, by splitting your models uh, and by building each micro-experience with uh, highly specialized tools and technology allows you to really build the the final product, which is the best customer experience that you can uh, provide. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, And so most of the audience listening to this show uh, comes from either uh, like a marketing or, or customer experience background or, or something kind of related to that. What should those people know about the technology requirements of, of taking a composable approach? What is, what is their, what is their engineering data, you know, other IT teams need to have in place or, you know, what, what does their MarTech infrastructure need to have in place in order to support a composable approach? Yeah, there are two uh, things that I'd like to uh, discuss. One is uh, is not as complex as it may sound, because uh, when you think of a monolithic platform, you think that you are in a safe place because it's a monolith, it's all in right. only one solution. And, you know, instead of the composable stack, you start thinking of multiple moving you know pieces that you have to put together. Uh, the the fact is that. Again, it may sound complex, but it's not that complex because these components are built for that. You know, they're like, again, I, you, it's, you know, using the Lego bricks analogy can yeah. make, maybe uh, make sense, you know. So they're built for that. They're built to be composed. So it's not that complex. And the second thing is uh, you don't have to do a, a switch from a monolithic solution to a composable stack in one step. Actually, we highly recommend to progress incrementally to do it step by step. And so you can start with uh, one uh, micro experience, you know, one of those micro experiences that uh, I was mentioning before, and you can progress incrementally, test, learn, and iterate. So it's a journey, it's not, it's not a big bang. Yeah. From an IT perspective, from a technical perspective, uh, another uh, aspect to consider is that compared to, let's say, um, how developers used to build e-commerce 10 years ago, this approach is uh, changing the type of skills required to build this type of experiences. In general, I would say that front-end developers are all you need to build uh, a beautiful experience because the front-end developers now are have become full stack thanks to the availability of different APIs to build the experience itself. So again, type of skills uh, have changed a lot and all modern developers like to work, you know, with React or with Vue.js, with Svelte. I don't want to go too technical here, but again, in general, 
uh, working with uh, with the modern technologies uh, is uh, you know is what modern developers want to do. Yeah, and those are yeah those are there's plenty of developers available that use those technologies, and, and to your point, they're they're popular, which also makes it better than. You know, from a monolithic standpoint, um, sometimes depending on the platform, it might be hard to find a very specific developer that only knows that platform or knows that platform in depth versus knowing some more ubiquitous, you know, more widespread technology. Is that would that be safe to say? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, great. Well, um, let's let's talk a little bit more specifically about Commerce Layer now, your your company. Um, so uh, you, you introduced a little bit at the beginning of the show, but what's what's coming up on your roadmap that that brands should be aware of, and you know what what is the what what is your thinking for the for the months ahead with with Commerce Layer? Yeah. So for sure, um, as I mentioned, we are the transactional engine of a composable stack, and uh, we are provide a very powerful and flexible uh, multi-market capabilities, uh, meaning that you can localize your business. And uh, we, you know, we solve many of those challenges that we were mentioning before. Speaking of our roadmaps, for sure, we are going all in this composable commerce uh, approach to the point that we are also releasing micro frontends that allow you to support, to, uh, to use like commerce layer to power some of those micro experiences that we were mentioned on the front end. I'm talking about the prices, availability message, the buy button, the shopping cart, checkout, my account. All these micro experiences can be provided by Commerce Layer also on, on the front end. Another thing that, and so again, we are going all in with a with composable approach and we are evolving our product to provide more and more tools to developers and brands to embrace and uh, you know that composable approach another type of um, let's say uh, evolution that we are promoting is uh, the way you think about e-commerce is not necessarily restricted to your .com you know you should think about the different uh, touch points uh, and uh, we talk about distributed commerce and so with commerce layer you actually can uh, Add a transactional engine to any touch point. Think of, uh, for example, uh, a client dealing app. You know, if a customer has, if a brand has some uh, physical stores, or maybe you 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 ha- you are like building and running some marketing campaigns, and instead of linking that campaign to the .com e-commerce website, why don't you make that campaign shoppable? So Commerce Layer mm-hmm. allows that. You know, allows you to transform that experience, that marketing campaign. Into a shoppable moment to to the car for for your customers. Yeah, that's great, wonderful. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up here. Uh, you've given a lot of great advice already on e-commerce and, and looking at a composable approach. But what what would be your advice for brands that are in the process of evaluating their e-commerce options in the months ahead? I, I'd say start embracing the composable approach as fast as you can and uh, start with some from somewhere. You, you don't have to think of, a, again, of a big bang replatforming project. Instead, you should identify the most urgent uh, issue and the, and the value that you can, also the, the quick win that you can have. So right now you are 
running a business on uh, any platform, uh, you if you are evaluating a platforming, it means that you have some challenges. Let's identify the most urgent one, and let's approach that challenge with a with a micro front end approach, with a composable approach, meaning that instead of uh, uh, looking to a platform the whole thing in uh, in one shot before that cha- because of those challenges, let's fix that challenge with introducing one micro front end. You know, so so this way you are starting your journey. You are already composing your stuff with a. Uh, what you have now and uh, the next component. If that component is commerce layer, for example, something that we are doing with uh, with many of our clients, they are running on a monolithic platform, whether it is uh, Magento, Shopify, Salesforce, Hybris, or, or others. And uh, you can start uh, with commerce layer by replacing the transactional engine of, uh, of that platform. And then you, you progress from that. You know, then you start... Uh, swapping other components and uh, at some point you will have uh, a fully composable uh, stack. Another advice is uh, be careful of not building another monolithic platform because if you pick different tools and you build uh, another monolith, uh, then you you go back to the same challenges that you you have right now. So make sure that you pick components that can be swapped in or swapped out. You know, you can uh, always replace the, the components that you are putting in your stack so that this is the, you, you will never have to replatform uh, again in the future. At least you will have to evolve some components independently and to, uh, you know, absorb those components one by one instead of thinking of, a, of another heavy and costly, you know, replatforming project. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's one of the biggest selling points on on composable for what it's worth is just this idea that you don't have to scrap everything and start over when you want to enhance part of the process and i think that you know as a definitely as a proponent of agile and and iterative processes i think that that to me that's that's what i get excited about with composable is just that idea that you can switch out a piece for the best you know to improve the whether it's the the front end customer experience or the back end integrations and yet not have to scrap and start over and, and redesign from scratch. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is a very agile approach. And uh, we should keep in mind that composable starts with two components. You know, you don't have necessarily to include like five or 10 components. With two components, you're already getting benefits and you, you progress from that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, great, great advice. And and thanks so much again for joining. I'd like to thank Filippo Conforti, founder and CEO of Commerce Layer for joining the show. You can learn more about Filippo and Commerce Layer by following the links in the show notes. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.